Welcome to Goalposts. I'm Teresa Halbrooks, CEO of an award-winning consulting, PR, and events firm. After spending 11 years in the NFL, I launched a company that has allowed me to create my own legacy. I've been able to coach some of the most well-known professional athletes, celebrities, and CEOs across the country for more than 20 years. Gaining their respect wasn't easy, but it taught me to have a solid game plan for my future. I'm hoping that my journey and the many stories that happened along the way will not only entertain you, but encourage and inspire you to create your game plan to reach your goals. After all, someone's going to be successful. It might as well be you. Let's get started. Today on the podcast, we have Wendy Jones-Weil, life coach and owner of Worthwhile Coaching. I asked Wendy to share with us her insight on how to stay positive during difficult times, and also her background and personal journey in her career path. But before we get started, please know that we had a little bit of audio technical difficulties in this interview, but I wanted to share it anyway because the content is so good. Thanks for joining us. Here's the interview. So I'm here with my friend, Wendy. Uh, Wendy, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm happy to be here with you. Good. Glad to have you. So I recently wrote a blog that had an interview, kind of a career profile interview with you and got a lot of feedback from that. Lots of folks really enjoyed hearing that. Um, And one of the things I started out with was just simply asking you how you were doing during this time of a global pandemic. And I was so refreshed at your answer. So kind of tell us about, you know, how you were feeling at the time and what your answer was to me. It was just really encouraging. Oh, I'm glad you thought so. I, you know, here in the middle of this pandemic, it's, if we're being realistic, um, you know, everybody is feeling very anxiety ridden and there's grief and there's, you know, fear. And in times like that, I just feel like being kind and gentle with yourself and really taking the opportunity to just pour inward is so incredibly important. So when you reached out, um, I was, I was definitely in a, in a, in a good place at the time talking about, you know, how I wanted to refocus my priorities and, you know, trying to eat healthier, because I think that's also really important for mental health in a time like this, and just making my body move, and resting, and, you know, listening to important podcasts, and things that really kind of feed my soul, and I just really, really wanted to take advantage of the time that we have here to come out of this better than I went in, um, it's not all about, oh, this has to be this big self-improvement movement, movement, but like I said, I just think it's such a key time to do a big pouring in of healthy things and soul-feeding things, you know? Well, and it's, it's a really good time for reflection, I think. Um, it's almost like, you know, you mentioned cleaning out your closet and making yes. sure that you've um, evaluated the things that you need and things you can get rid of. It may feel that way a little bit in your own life. It's it's almost like an opportunity to 
exfoliate and reapply. Maybe there's some things um, in our own lives that we could um, examine. Certainly. Yeah, definitely. And doing a, a purging, like you were saying, of the unnecessary things, whether it's, um, you know, external things within your house or even internally. And, you know, daily gratitude. I mean, can you think of anything more positive to add into your life than just every day really, really thinking about all the things that we have to be grateful for, even in the middle of something that's so trying, right? That is so true. So for me, some of the things that I've been working on is truly trying to have a, an attitude of gratitude, um, to your point, to just really be thankful for the blessings God has given me. And even in a time of struggle and challenge, to just be thankful for where I am at the moment and the here and now. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And then the other thing I think is important for folks is to stick to their daily routine, to, to find the things that they can control and control it. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I... <laughs> I have certainly started a brand new schedule um, because, of course, you know, we can't leave the house. So it has been interesting for me to kind of find a new groove of figuring out, you know, what is it that I need for myself in that day? What, what things do I want or need to accomplish in that day? And then really kind of evaluating what I want that day to look like. Um and so for me, putting a little bit of a schedule together is helpful, but also allowing myself permission to change that schedule in the moment if that's what feels right for me. So I think just kind of giving myself permission to, to have a schedule but also to live in the moment has been incredibly powerful for me. That's great. You know when this started, I really kind of got consumed with watching, you know, a morning press conference for the city and then a press conference from the governor of our state. And then I'd watch, you know, additional press conferences and then the president's press conference and then the news would be on. And it was literally morning, noon and night information coming at me that at the end of the day, it was so overwhelming. And when you've spent day after day after day doing that, it, it sort of felt like I was getting in a place where I wasn't being productive. How do you, how do you respond to that? And, and what advice do you have for folks to disconnect? So I absolutely, um, got caught in that trap as well in the beginning, you know, I, I wanted to stay informed. And so I wanted to know what was going on and being on social media too much and, and watching the news too much. And, um, it, it became incredibly toxic for me. And I, I picked up on that fairly quick. Um, it was changing my mood. It was changing my demeanor. Um, I was waking up with, with a decent level of, of anxiety that is not normal for me. So in recognizing that, I think just trying to be as present as possible and really evaluating what is it that I'm allowing to come in? You know, what, mm -hmm. what things am I allowing in my space? Um, is it, is it toxic? Is it healthy and healing? Yes. I need the information as to what's going on, but boy, have I really cut that down to, 
you know, honestly, probably about 15 minutes a day at most. I've even at times um, just checked in with my husband and said, you know what, why don't you just kind of keep me, you know, up on what's going on today? Because today it's just not going to be good for me to, to absorb too much of that. So I think it's incredibly important to, you know, to be present enough with yourself to know kind of where you are with this. Is it healthy for you? at the limit that you're absorbing all of this or isn't it right for me i just decided that i'll catch up on the news at night and you know it, the highlights of the day and that's got to be enough because marinating in it all day was not moving me in a forward direction and it just wasn't productive for me personally or professionally so um and speaking of you know you just brought up your husband certainly now's the time to check in with your relationships now's the time to, you know, check in with folks that don't just live with you, but, you know, across the globe. Um, what, is, what, what are some of the recommendations that you're giving to people in that area? Well, it's funny you should, it's funny you should say that. So the checking in with people part has become so incredibly gratifying for me because I, I've never been one that's been super excited about texting with anybody. Um, I really, really thrive on that connection. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear what's going on. I want to pick up on your energy. Um, so I have really been picking up the phone and just calling people. And it, it's so funny to hear their voice on the other end of the phone. They seem kind of shocked and a little uncomfortable at first. But then, of course, it's that, no, I want to talk to you. I want to really know how you're doing. I don't want to just type about it. So... Um, I just think that right now having more of that intimate and authentic connection with, you know, family and friends and, and those that we love is so incredibly important, both for them and for us. Um, and, you know, doing happy hour Zoom calls has been <laughs> yes. incredibly wonderful as well. Um, I feel like day to day before uh, the pandemic happened. You know, all of us have, are so busy and we have our careers and, you know, relationships and all of this thing and all these things that we're, quote, supposed to be doing within our day. And so much time would go by in between seeing my friends and, and seeing those soul feeding people that are in my life. And I mean, we would go months without seeing each other sometimes. And I feel like right now this has created a space where I get to really, really kind of foster those relationships more and 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 protect them and I get to see my girls more because we're online together and we're doing zoom calls and we're connecting and we're laughing and we're crying together and it's it has been very eye-opening for me that whatever kind of normal we end up going back to which I don't think will be what we've just come from for me it's incredibly important to make that a priority, whether it's FaceTiming with my people, whether it's Zoom calling with my people, if we don't have time to see each other face to face. So that has been a really positive and wonderful eye-opening thing that has come out of this for me. Agreed. Agreed. I think it's a um, an opportunity to reconnect with relationships that maybe we weren't as close or in touch with. It was a, a given, you know, that we would take those relationships for granted, whereas now they're rising to the surface and we're checking and loving on folks. So um, I hope that portion of what we're doing now 
in these conditions stays um, and, and keeps us going and in the right direction. Um, so one of the things for me is we kind of shift into uh, more business topics uh, that I wanted to examine um, with you. But one of the things that this has allowed us to do as a company is to um, come up with creative ideas, to really brainstorm with each other. I challenged my team to look at our um, services that we offer our clients and are there things that we could be doing better? Are there things that we could um, dust off and pull up to the surface that maybe we weren't doing as much in the past and now they're more needed more now than ever? So I'm sure that you're coaching your clients on an opportunity to brainstorm and have some creativity. Absolutely. Absolutely. And very much just kind of embracing the reevaluating of what's important, right? Mm -hmm. um, whether it's on a personal or a professional level, helping them to, because, you know, right now there's a lot of people that aren't sure what their employment is going to look like later. So really coming up with ideas of, okay, in a perfect world, what would, the, what would this look like for you coming out of this? And really just kind of writing it down and getting in alignment energetically with what you would like to see this look like later. Um, and getting very honest about, you know, what wasn't working before? Where did you feel stuck? Um, what were things that you just kind of allowed to happen that maybe didn't really quite work with you, but you were comfortable, so you didn't push the issue, right? Just, mm -hmm. I think just really doing a very honest evaluation of where you were, where you want to be, and what you have control of right now, you know? Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, so let's back up a little bit, and what I'd like to have you do, Wendy, is just kind of tell us about how your career path led you to becoming a life coach and working with folks on, you know, their own, as you call it, light bulb moment to realize, you know, their dreams and how to lead the best life they can. Um, walk us through, you know, the highlights of your career and how you were led to the career path you're in right now. Oh my goodness, would love that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so I've worked primarily with women uh, for the past 20 plus years in the beauty industry. And um, I was a makeup artist and esthetician and specialized in spray tans. And so I was in a very, very intimate setting with women on a regular basis. And it was very important to me to make sure that when these women came into um, my room and you know, my business and my space that they felt as comfortable as humanly possible because, you know, it's, it's a very, it is a very intimate space. And so comfort for them was incredibly important to me. So that ended up leading to an awful lot of conversations. Um, I noticed that with, you know, the spray tans nine times out of 10, women would apologize to me about, oh, I'm so sorry you have to look at this. I'm so sorry that you're about to have to see me. And it was heartbreaking mm -hmm. to me. Um, and so over time, I kind of developed a, this is a no judgment zone. 
you're not allowed to talk crap about yourself um, or about me because <laughs> right. I'm going to do that to you. Um, you're not allowed to judge yourself in my room because there's not going to be any judgment present here. And I would encourage women, while spray tanning them, to try to also help distract them and make them more comfortable, tell me something positive about yourself. Tell me something that you love about your body, you know? Um, and it just led to some incredibly powerful and vulnerable conversations that ended up leaving me with my heart full. And at the end of the situation, you know, they're getting dressed and I'm writing out their ticket for them to go and pay. And we would always end up embracing and hugging and, oh my gosh, thank you so much for this. And thank you for being willing to be vulnerable with me. And, you know, they were like, oh my gosh, thank you for making it comfortable for me to be able to stand here and just be who I really am. And over the years of that kind of a thing happening, and it becomes became so evident to me that you know, confidence and self-esteem and that kind of thing was so incredibly important, especially on a woman-to-woman -woman basis, right? Because we're nobody's harder on us than we are. Right. Um, and so if you have that other woman standing in front of you telling you, no, you are perfect exactly the way you are. Don't listen to what society has told you. You are beautiful. You were created exactly in this way. Let's celebrate it. And... I guess what I, I ultimately ended up realizing was, yes, I was helping women to build up their confidence and their self-esteem aesthetically by working on their outward appearance, but at the end of the day, because of the conversations and the connections that were being had, what we really ended up working on was their heart and their soul and their inner self-esteem and confidence and focusing actually less on the outside and that ultimately is what led me to to wanting to become a life coach. I want to support people, not just women, men as well. I really, really want to support women and men in helping to realize what are your values? What is most important to you? Are you living in alignment with that? You know, what is your purpose? What are your passions? And if you don't know, I love partnering with people and kind of challenging them and pushing them to figure it out. And sometimes it can take, you know, one session. Sometimes it can take a handful of sessions to kind of break through the surface. But it's so incredibly worth it and so incredibly gratifying to be able to bear witness to someone having that light bulb moment of realizing, wait a minute, no, this is who I am. This is what's important to me. And, and to feel the energy of somebody's strength and confidence come from that moment is one of the most gratifying things I've, I've been a part of. Wow. I don't know that I realized in asking that question and thinking about your background in um, health and beauty, that it really was you transitioning a career from working on their outside to working on their inside. And quite frankly, you've been doing it 20 odd years that you just didn't have the official title <laughs> and it, you know when the door closed and you were your client um, in the beauty industry you just really didn't have the official title of life coach but the um, working with them on being comfortable and seeing themselves valuing themselves for who they are you were you were already doing that you just gained the official title recently right 
Yes, that's so true. And Teresa, I'll tell you something else that it really helped was to make me more self-aware. Because here I am by day telling these people, no, this is a no-judgment zone. You don't get to talk about yourself like that. But then later in life, you know, later at home or, or wherever I am, I'm having this same internal dialogue with myself right. of, you know, body shaming or, you know, oh, I wish I looked like this or, oh, I wish this was different. And I would call myself out. I was like, my God, I'm such a fraud. <laughs> Here I'm preaching to these women all day about, no, you've got, you know, you've got to champion yourself. This is crazy. Don't talk about yourself. You're perfect exactly the way you are, yet I found myself doing the same thing. So it really, really led to a lot of um, self-realization, self-work, and self-love, ultimately. So I'm grateful to every single one of those women that truly ended up helping me to have a better self-esteem and, and confidence within myself. So in their own way, they all played a part in my healing as well. Sure. Well, and that brings up a good point as we talk about career transition. Um, you know, you were midway in your career when you started this new venture, much like I was um, in my career in before jumping off a diving board and hoping there was water to swim and starting my own business. So what advice would you give to somebody who maybe's had a career path for a while they're thinking about uh, making a change? And certainly right now in, in the time that we're in, there's probably going to be a lot of folks reflecting and trying to decide a career path is the right one for them. What, did, what advice would you give and what did you go through in making that decision? Um, so I would say, you know, in a, in a time like this, right now being able to actually do a lot of, of reflecting, I think that it's in really sit down and think, um, and even journaling about, you know, what, what do I feel like strengths are? What are my passions? What do I think my purpose is? Do I know? Um, do I know who I am? Do I know what I want? Is there a specific type of a mark I want to leave on this world? You know, what kind of an impact do I want to make? Am I currently doing that with what I'm doing? Am I not? Um, and again, back to the values thing, that's a really big thing for me um, in helping people because I think really evaluating what your values are, and, and you can go online and, and Google values and find lists of, you know, hundreds of values, and you pick all the ones that are important to you, but then you narrow it down to your top five, right? And, and you see what is the most important thing to you in life. For me, it's you know, connections are incredibly important. Humor, if I can't laugh, then I'm not being my best self. So I need connections, I need humor, and communication. Um, communication is so important to me. There's nothing that makes me, you know, crazier than uh, when something happens that could have been prevented if people had just communicated effectively. Sure. So I think just really evaluating what your top values are and does it align with the career you currently have, and if not, what would that look like? You know, what kind of a career would fit that for you so that you can live in alignment with your values? Because if you're doing that, then you're making more of a positive impact on those around you and the world in general. And it just kind of creates this space of walking the talk, you know? Find out what's important to you 
and walk that talk. Be who to be very true to who you are and stop worrying about what the world expects you to be or, you know, what people have oh, expectations are a big thing for me. So you've got to be careful about, you know, are you doing what your family expected, what your friends expected, what society expected? Or are you being true to who you are? And I, I think going through those steps in figuring out once this is all said and done and, and people are trying to move forward, I think that really kind of evaluating those things are going to truly help people at least come closer to understanding what direction they need to go. That's great. So you've sort of touched on it here, but I may ask you to expand further. What advice would you give a young professional who's just starting out in their career? Um, what are what are some tips and what are some things that you wish you'd known at 25? Oh, my goodness. Ooh, 25. <laughs> right? Oh, if I could go back and talk to that girl. <laughs> right. Some of the things that, that we would talk about. Um, you know, I did mention expectations uh, a minute ago. And, you know, expectations, they, they, it comes from internally. We, we internally put expectations on ourselves. We get them from our family. We get them from our friends. We get them from society, from whatever career path that we've chosen, right? And, and trying to live up to all of that is exhausting. And I think is one of the reasons why true self-care right now more than ever is so important. But for me, I, I think that expectations are really just premeditated resentments. You know, mm. I, I think it sets us up for a lot of heartache that's unnecessary. So um, for a young professional starting out, I would say, you know, don't limit yourself by your, by your own expectations. And being flexible to, to really kind of stretch and grow beyond the preconceived notions of, of really who you think you are and what you think your strengths are, be willing to be open-minded about that um, and exploring all of those things. And and being able to learn and grow from the things that don't work out as planned, because I have learned more from that in my past than I actually did from things working out. Um, I think belief in failure and perfection when I was younger was very limiting beliefs for me. Um, I no longer have this belief in failure like I once did. I, I think there are lessons in anything that happens. I don't necessarily know that, that that means that we've failed. If you learn something from it, then that wasn't a failure. Um, and the perfection facade, I could talk about all day. I won't. But, um, right. you know, it's that, again, is kind of the, the limiting expectation. Because perfection, that's in the eye of the beholder. Like, that doesn't truly exist on a level that's productive. Um, and it can really keep us from living, you know, as courageous and maybe even as authentic as, as we would have liked. So, um, you know, 25 years ago, I think I would have told myself to be on the lookout for, you know, who are the mentors, who are the teachers, who are the people that I see that I really, they make a difference and, and they speak to my soul, right? Like, I look at them and I think, oh my God, one day I would love to to be at that level or to, to live that life, to have those beliefs, to have that kind of outlook, to have that kind of maturity. 
find those people. Find the people that are where you want to be. Surround yourself with those kind of people to kind of help lift and build you up and to teach you. But be careful not to fall into comparison because that can get you in just as much trouble as expectations. Um, Very true. Uh, and, you know, the, uh, Teresa, I think the only other thing right now I, I would say is at 25, I would have told myself to save a few thousand dollars. Find out where you invest it and learn about what compound interest is because, girl, if I had done that at 25, <laughs> right? I could have really set myself up um, for a much easier retirement plan than the one I'm on right now. <laughs> That's great advice. Great. Wendy, it's been so good to have you with us. I so appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast and, and share your insight and fresh perspective and, and, you know, just encouragement to have a positive outlook. So thank you so much for being on the show and we will hopefully catch up with you again very soon. Oh, Teresa, thank you so much. It's been so great to be here with you. Thanks. Have a good one. You too. As a woman of faith, I'd like to close with scripture. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Be well, and thanks for listening. If you'd like more information, be sure to visit us at goalpost.online. That's goldpost.online.